0: FOXCASTER, ONLINE AUTHORIZATION, ACCEPTED
1: UPLOOK, CONFIRMED BEGIN TRANSMISSION
0: Howdy, 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 and we are back after a long time, uh, back here at After Illinois, This is Dave, and along with me is Greg. Greg,
1: hello. Hello. Yeah, thank you all for your patience.
0: <laughs> we are in uh, Transmission 8.2, Battle for the Abysmal Feedback. Yes. Quick feedback yes. episode as we start gearing back up to get more episodes out here. So...
1: yeah. Mechanicum, we're, we're organizing recording times for Mechanicum.
0: Yep, and other things. We're going to keep and, it going. And
1: stuff and things. Yes. Indeed. Um, this will be a shortish again episode again. Um, if you do want more heresy info, then uh, with me doing The Imperial Truth, then it's going to be more over there. And then there's a couple more heresy podcasts as well. So uh, The Eye of Horus and Age of Darkness podcast as well so there's plenty of heresy out there now that was good compa- compared I mean, to when you... we started this um neither is safe for work uh-huh. okay uh and to uh, know. unfortunately the eye of horus in the tradition of wargaming podcasts like a bit too much of their screamy metal music um <laughs> but yeah no they're um they're very uh the eye of horus is very game focused but they do talk fluff and things like that they're in australia um, they remind me of the, the conversations I used to have when I was about 16 at the club, um, at the games, <laughs> at the game store, which is quite, it's quite fun. And then the age of darkness guys are in a uh, good old Canada, up, up, up north of you up in Canada. Uh, and yeah, you know, we, we, they're, they're, they do quite a lot of book stuff as well. And they've got some opinions of their own, which is always good. Um, and, yeah, this seems to be working well. So, Excellent. There's plenty out there. But, unfortunately, with, with finding topics for that, finding topics for this, we, there, there was something that may be coming in the not-too-distant future. So keep an eye on your feeds outside of the regular uh, schedule because we did have something we were hoping to get, but it didn't quite happen. But Hopefully it will be happening soon. Yep. But there we go. All
0: right, so – Battle for the Abyss.
1: We'll start with the contest. The contest that we started eight years ago, time, a long time ago. Um, yeah, so that was the, seriously uh, when
0: just, we when we started when we started that contest. It was thirty nine k. That's the game. Was the game that's how probably, long ago. It seems it, it
1: probably was two thousand
0: fourteen. going to be right.
1: Holy <laughs> bad girl. Um, uh, no, it's yeah, it's a fair fair while ago, but. Um, Yeah, so it was, uh, as a quick reminder, it was to win the Space Hulk
0: box set, wasn't
1: it? Yep. Uh, Brilliant prize. Um, And it was to send us your, what squad you would go into a Space Hulk and why, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. A a nice, loose contest.
0: Lots of cool stories, a couple of lists.
1: Yeah, maybe we should, yeah, next time maybe we'll be a bit tighter on the contest style, but it's cool. The nice thing um,
0: about it was it was it was all over the place though i uh, I really did kind of enjoy it was i mean some stuff was really short some stuff had i mean one of them actually had a squad list you know uh yeah, you know outside of the little thing you know it's it's got the intro and then here's the squad, which I thought was clever um We were talking before we started recording getting everyone's sort of different take on how you would do one of these stories, just like uh the the storytelling style. How much dialogues in it, um, you know, underlining and changing up fonts and putting little dots and pluses and stars and stuff, you know, to make it look more like some data sheet. Um, yeah, you know, everyone's got their own little style, their own little touch they put on it. That was one of the things that was nice about it being so loose was we had no idea what we were going to get. It was all over the place.
1: It certainly was. Yeah. So we go. We, yeah, we've got everything from like uh, the fell hand on the forum. Uh, mm-hmm. a, death watch, a death watch squad sent in to capture a rogue Eldar seer um, and and a little, you know, a short piece down there compared to the, the Dark Angels players seem to like to write a lot or the fans, should I say <laughs> um, I think it was like three Dark Angels ones are the three longest <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, or oh, no, actually no it was um, Inquisitor uh, Valeria on the forum that one's got humans and everything in it. That was uh, one of those ones which has got the the little uh, kind of old school you know, cross hatching across to, to represent the different time uh, scenes. Right. As it were. But yeah, um, we picked uh, a couple of out that were kind of notable mentions. Yep. Do you want to run with your first notable mention?
0: Well, I think the most obvious of the notable mentions um was the uh where is it? Oh, I'm scrolling for it now. Was uh from Marvel Beats DC it was the uh Alpha Legion one. This one caught our both of our eyes right away and it's there's no information on it. No. It's just list, it's all it's all the sec uh all the subsections, and then it, everything has been redacted. The whole thing, so
1: except for the quote of the day, "Secrets and Lies."
0: Yeah, it was just—it was quick. It was clever. It almost—it almost—it almost, yeah. it almost, it almost it's one of
1: those. It's one of those ones that's always going to bring a smile to the face, but it's never going to win, right? Um, yeah, I've had a few of those contest entries myself where you're like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, it's not going to win," but it was cool. It was yeah. We've had
0: simple, really simple ones win on the you know, in Garage Hammer and stuff before. I mean, sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes simple, really simple sim- is best. If it's if it's tight and it's it's, but it's got to be
1: like they've got to have some information.
0: <laughs> well, that's true, but it's got no. It's got it's got to be spot um, on in the way it's done.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you open yourself I mean? up more to to people looking at it funny,
0: right? It, but no, it, was, it, was cool. but it was clever. I thought it was fun. So, what was one of yours? Um,
1: uh, Millicent, I think it is Millicent, Right okay. at the bottom, uh, we've got a. Uh, I won't give away the story in case people want to go and read it. I won't give away the ending. <laughs> uh, we've got a uh, brother sergeant uh, an AKL Demetrius of the Dark Angels on a mission to eliminate a heretic psyker and associated witch cults aboard a Space Hulk Maxilla's Prize. And there's just a cool little story with a bit of a twist and I like that one. Out of, I say, there were like three or four Dark Angels ones. There was a, there's another one above which had, again, was I mean, I could kind of tell where it was going. Uh, Comrade Dorian.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: I'm not too sure some of the fluff is completely up to date <laughs> in that. I'm trying I, to I think on a quick read over it with my mind a bit tired, but it was cool either. And certainly a few years ago would have been fitted perfectly in. Um, I just think there's a couple of things that might not now, but hey, everything's uh, relative as to your point of view. Um, but yeah, and then we got two or three Space Wolf ones as well, and I'm not too sure if that's because people like Space Wolves or they thought I might vote for one just because it was Space Wolves. Well,
0: <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> I like the Space Wolves one too. I and mean, me. I like Space Wolves, but honestly, you know, I was just, I wanted to see an Orc one. But of course it would be Space Marines going into a Space Hulk. That That might have been in the rules. Didn't we say pick a Legion?
1: We said... Pick a Legion. Yeah, what How legion
0: we, are you from? So it wouldn't have been orcs anyway. So my disappointment no. was based totally on my own inability to allow it. Yeah, them to which means
1: kind of means that, means that the, the Death Watch should be out really because they're not they're not technically heresy. Well, I mean they came could come in late, but not definitely not a Legion. Right. Um I mean that, that didn't come into play anyway, so if you did do one of Death Watch ones, that wasn't why I didn't choose you, it's fine. Iberians like uh, too. <clears throat> Yeah, which one was Barians again? I'm that's the one that's scrum- got the actual list. Oh yeah, Grant's yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, now the Dark Angels player. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but it's got but a yeah, nice, no, you know, a, it was, he's named it was, yeah.
0: all the in the squads. He's named yeah, all the that people.
1: Actually, I must admit this this that almost drew me to this one because I that was it's almost how I envisaged the answer to be and for most people's answers to be. But, uh, he was the only
0: did. one who did it, and it, uh, yeah. I was like, "Well, that's actually kind of what we asked."
1: Yeah, but we didn't explain it clearly. No, so, we left I mean, it very open. But that was but what that, I, this that, is what
0: I was kind of picturing as an answer.
1: Same, same here. Yeah, but then some so, of the stories got really involved,
0: and I was like, "Wow, that's some of that was really good." But I, I love this. I think this is Nickel, and uh was oh, it Ryan oh, Nickel.
1: Def- definitely can't get between to them. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, kind of unlucky not to win because of that, really. But. Um, just edged out in uh, my opinion, certainly. And uh, it's an opinion, so even if it is wrong, tough. Um, Rocket Yeti did... I said to David, I almost dismissed this one from the first line because it's first-person perspective, and I find that unless it's done well, I don't really like them. But it's done quite well. I quite like it. And it it's, it's a, a shortish piece which tells a, a good story, sets a tone, and... Um, and, yeah, it really fits the the atmosphere of of the Space Wolf that it is attempting to be.
0: And you know what? It, yeah, it, it, it just it hits all the right details. This really gives you this sort of feeling um, from just a, a perspective I wasn't expecting.
1: Yeah. And you know? as I say, I mean, I always struggle when first person you're trying to – they're trying to inner describe what's going on with themselves, which is something you don't do in first perspective – yeah, yourself, but you have to, right. to tell a story. So I, I think I always struggle with that. No matter who's writing it, no matter how good the writing is. But as I say, um, apart from that, I really, really liked it. Cool. Yeah.
0: So, cool, cool, cool. Uh, get us your info if you rocket yeti. Get Indeed. us your info, and um, we will get you a copy of Space Hulk shipped out to you.
1: Awesome. Which just leads us on to the actual feedback, I suppose. And we did uh, we did a little bit on the show, but um, I mean, we got a couple of bits of constructive criticism, should we call it, about <laughs> the way we handled the show. But um, I think the fact that we only got one or two comments in that respect kind of kind of validates the way we did it. Uh, there are ninety eight percent of of the people don't particularly like the book but there are you know a couple of people out there who do and that's cool for them right um, and 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 it's good that people like the book um, certain styles of books suit suit certain readers as well i don't well. think
0: i mean dude we were fair i think we were I think, fair i think we were fair we, we, i think okay, we were fair. we gave our opinions we weren't we didn't we tried not to be mean about it we made some jokes yeah you know, and I got no, and I got no problem with that. I mean, not every episode we're gonna, we're not going to love every book we read. That would be silly.
1: We made some positive comments about it, um, and we covered like five hours or whatever. We went into that. We didn't shortchange the book. No, nope. we went into a thing. I mean, you know, having a book on the front of a ship is is stupid. In my opinion, it's completely stupid, and there's very little um, in the way that it was represented that could ever make it not stupid. Um, and once you've got something like that in a book, it's hard to get around. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to say that. Um, I know... I mean, I, I remember Starblazers, see-
0: Battleship Yamato, the uh, thing looked like a giant ship in space, and but the front end would open up, and there was a big cannon, but the whole front end would open up. It wasn't a giant book that just... It just seems weird.
1: You know, and I've seen comments on a different forum where someone really loved that aspect of it, and, you know, who am I to say that it's wrong to like that? I'm not, but... Uh, you know, we'll talk about various other authors as we go through the show. There are people who love Gav Thorpe's work. There are people who hate it. Same goes for, actually, same goes for Gray McNeil very strongly. Um, but the people who love it, love it. And the people who hate it, hate it. And I think, particularly with Gav, it's a style thing. And I know one of the guys I know who reads the books won't read many books. He listens to most of them, but he will read Gav's books. Hmm. You know, so cool. You know. Everything's being catered for. So,
0: yeah, like I said, I uh, it, it was a fun enough book. Reading it for the first time when I knew nothing about the world whatsoever, I, I thought it really sort of stretched and moved away from the styles of the other books. But I was just having so much fun with it that I didn't care until I actually went back to read it the second time. And I was like, oh, wait, what? This doesn't make sense. And because I didn't, you know, and I'm not saying people who like it don't know anything about the universe. That is not what I was trying to imply at all. I'm just saying that when I read it, I didn't. I had fun with it. Second time, not as not so much. And this is the first book like that for me. So I thought I was yeah. fair.
1: Well, I think that, I think that shows that um, the depth of the book isn't there. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's a it's, as we said, it's a bit of a an action movie and, and a big blockbuster film that is a bit style over substance and doesn't quite hit the mark. But you know, that's our opinions, and so, uh, we can only give our opinions, and that's what this part of the show is for—is for other people's opinions.
0: But uh, yeah, the the feedback on uh, Battle for the Abyss Part Two still pretty uh, still pretty. Uh, pretty positive uh, people really liked um you know certain parts so it's, it's funny people wrote it there were certain jokes that just struck people a certain way
1: yeah yeah
0: i got a whole thing from someone and i don't have the email in front of me but they were like where well, you were just trying to make excuses for all the physics of everything that happened like the laser shot that went down the crack between the book and the laser and took out all that stuff in the back and uh he just thought that was hysterical. He realized it was it was in good fun, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. It's a book. <laughs> it's- it is a book. And I think I think actually from the nature of of the book and a lot of people's opinions on it our our feedback particularly for the second part of the episode is pretty minimal from people and it was generally more comments on Twitter. Yeah. Um, laughing or, or having a laugh. There was very little that people kind of deemed to add. Um Trenchcoat Dave on, on the first one. It's quite made me laugh, actually, reading it now, quite a long time after it was written. It was like you, you were sitting there talking about genetically improved human beings that can spit acid bile, have three lungs, two hearts, go into a healing coma, etc. Uh, yet you question one marine's ability to get through a blast door. It's like, well, yeah, because you accept everything until <laughs> until they can't do something, or until they can do something they shouldn't be able to do as space marines. And then that draws you out. You, if you're reading a space marine novel, you have to accept that space marines can do what they can do. And you have to, when you're reading any novel that's not a, you know, a normal human, you have to just buy into that character and what they can do. Otherwise, uh, the book just won't work. Right. But anything like this, which then just stands out, makes when you, you... When you have
0: a generally defined set of parameters, I mean, yes, space marines can do almost anything. But when you go through what they can do, there's a very specific list of all these things that they've been given. Yeah. And uh, you can find new and adventurous ways to exploit those or to mix mix them up or do stuff. But you're still playing within this frame. And when you step out of that frame, people who know where the frame is, that's... you. It, I was, okay, if anyone listened um, on the feed here, on the Garage Hammer feed, but on this web, on this, you know, on our website, uh, I interviewed Larry Korea. I don't know if you heard it, Greg.
1: I did, yeah, it was good.
0: Um, He said this, he writes a lot about guns, and he writes a lot of very accurate descriptions about guns and weapons and stuff like that. And uh, some of his alpha readers are military guys and guys who know. And guns and stuff like that and they look no weapon and so if if he says anything that is a mistake tell, you know someone you'll usually catch it early um and i was like you know does it does it drive you nuts or something like that I, I asked him something he said basically it's like when you describe this stuff everybody knows how it's supposed to be used when you say they do something that or they use an, a feature that doesn't exist on that weapon or that thing it takes you out, and he's, he's a to example. If you said, all of a sudden, they ran to their car, and then they climbed in through the trunk and drove away. And he said, yeah. basically, he goes, anyone who said that, that would stop and take you. Co- what? Wait, what? Yeah. And that's kind of what it is. If you, do, if you do something that goes completely out of the frame, yes, you could crawl in through your trunk. Uh, I did once in my hatchback when my doors were frozen shut. I popped the, the hatch and climbed in that way. Yeah to get the door but that's different you know what i'm saying you didn't just
1: that's contextual yeah
0: exactly and so when it when that happens it it, it it draws you out of it so i mean for me i don't think about that kind of stuff i really didn't i just went with it like i said it was an action movie you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> that guy and, and, jumped in front of the shrapnel bomb that went off three inches behind him and doesn't catch up with him the entire jump or anything and i'm yeah. like, okay hey that works that works and I'm not saying that's for this book. I'm just saying,
1: yeah, it's it's one of those things that in a in a you know a better book in bunny ears, you might not concentrate on so much, as well. I think you you allow leeways with so you know the more you enjoy something, the more you let something slide within it as well. Yeah. You're like, oh That's cool, true. we'll let that we'll let that go. But it's, again, like when you're watching, it's the difference between watching, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and watching some really shoddily made kind of straight to DVD action release. You'll watch Guardians of the Galaxy, something will be slightly off, and you'll be like, eh, whatever. And then in the in the other one, the straight to DVD one, you're actually watching it to pick out all the mistakes, kind of thing, because you know, yeah, it's kick puncher, it's going to be awful.
0: Like the shark Nados and giant Shark. Yeah, versus exactly. Monster you watch, you watch
1: and, them to kind of see the awfulness. And I think there is a danger with Battle for the Abyss that you're doing that because, you, because particularly us two reading it, um, you within a very small distance of starting the book and me before I even started it, knew that I was going to struggle to like it. So your attitude right. just flips. But yeah.
0: Well, cool. see that. But okay, now that's how I felt about Archeon. When I started reading it, because I was certain. Sure. The way, because I knew it ended. And part of it is knowing how it ends, it sort of becomes anticlimactic, especially with that sort of an epic, cataclysmic sort of ending. It's like, wait, wait, what? Oh.
1: Yeah, and it, again, that's it's all perspective, isn't it? Because right. you, you've, it got, you you've gone to read it. I read it and yeah. I liked it. Whereas I actually read that thinking, okay, right, the ending is what it is. And for those who don't know, this is the End Times um, actual gameplay book sets that they bought out for, for Warhammer. But um I went into it going, okay, that's the end. How did they get there? And I was kind of curious and I was kind of intrigued to see. So a bit of different perspective on that.
0: I didn't like the idea of the ending at all. I still don't like the whole idea of the ending. I get it and I'm liking it more that
1: it the I was whole like- series.
0: But what I did was I went into it and just I was I basically told myself, okay, read this as if you don't know how it's gonna end. I, that's what I had to do to myself I said, okay, just pretend you don't know the ending read it for the story. how would you be reacting if you took that bit of information out of the equation just like if you're role playing and you've got to you know you know things your character doesn't you just sort of like okay I took that yeah. took that away and then I read, I'm like well, this is actually pretty cool like i'd be right up that was I was right up on that up until the end like there was it was good I liked it but that's a totally different book series but uh, that one I, I basically I, when I started it, I was just like, "Oh," because I knew how it was going to end.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's you know that's the nature of what we we struggle with whenever we read anything. You no matter what you're reading, you you have a preconception of that book, whether it's because it's an author you know uh, for good or ill, a series you know for good or ill, or even the front cover. I mean, the amount, the amount of books I've read because the front cover's really cool. And then you start yep. reading. Yeah, yeah, and then you've read like. You yeah, know, a chapter two more than you would have if you thought the cover was rubbish. And then you go, no, this book's just tosh. <laughs> it's going. But, you know, it's the way it is. Well, yeah. Yes. And like I
0: said, I plus, dude, I crank through, what, 250 pages at a pop, like every other month for the last, like, 10 months to get through all five of these books. Yeah. Yeah. It's just been like, plan, 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 plan. Just been going, it's been crazy. But I'm just editing up the last, last book, so. Cool.
1: Uh, yes. Okay. Um, I mean, actually, some of the feedback was that kind of scientific stuff, because Trenchcoat Dave uh, put more in about the the genetic, um, eating the genes, eating the flesh, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and then Rocket Yeti <laughs> was uh, all about the plasma engines, why do they need a coolant system, um, putting a giant book, uh, the law of equal and opposite reaction, Um Etc., etc. Again, I think that analogy of watching that bad film looking for all the mistakes. Yep. Um, you know.
0: But he did have a really great comment that I liked uh, from Transcript. He talked about how he says he thinks the book's important in one regard. Um, it and uh, some of the other examples. Not all the Astartes of the Trader Legions went bad, and not all the Astartes from the uh, Loyalist Legions stayed loyal. And it did kind of flip that around. I I mentioned that back in uh, reading the in the first trilogy when they were fighting each other. It just seemed for them it seemed weird to see them as the for me to see them as the good guys. It really did seem weird to read Angrod's army as the good guys, knowing what was going to happen. You read these later in the book, and the guys, you know, it it does. It just kind of keeps pushing home that lots of people fell for different reasons. And I'll give him that. That's not a bad. Point that does come across, yeah. That worked, um, that was a good I say, thing.
1: I think we'd seen it. That's the problem. We'd already seen it in the first four books you know, um, five books, even <laughs> that we've got loyalist Sons of Horus, we've got all the loyalist elements of trait allegiance. Um, and unfortunately, later on, we see a lot more that. A, a, we see it a lot better done in a lot of other books um, but yeah it did show that and uh, and you know Emotep was cool yeah um, he was and Bringar was quite cool see so, I really like the um, Thousand Sons Scar whatever his name is what was the world eaters guy called you know, I can't remember Scar um, yeah him he was yeah. cool but yeah but, so yeah yeah it tried to do that I, I love the Thousand
0: Sons <laughs> I really do like, they're such a cool – because it's like they – I don't know. It feels like they all were pretty much straight-up really good guys, and then they got in trouble with the magic. And it seemed like they were still good guys until they got sort of kicked out. Like, like well, they, well, 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 well. Um, now, I haven't read as much as you have. I only got past uh,
1: – Essentially, there's, there's, there's nothing I can say except – for everyone to read A Thousand Sons and Prospero Burns. Um, I did. Now, okay, yeah, and, and, and yeah, I'm just trying to be a bit vague here. Right. <laughs> uh, because Thousand Sons, people have differing opinions on Thousand Sons about the message and the ending of it, and, and some people uh, feel much sympathy for The Thousand Sons. Are you non sympathetic uh, to The Thousand Sons? I'm completely non sympathetic. Um, but I can't really go into any reasons why. Um,
0: I, I can actually guess your reasons why, and that's good enough. That's a nice teaser no, no, for when we get no, up to it.
1: Not, not because of any Space Wolf bias at all. No, no, no. I wasn't. Oh, okay, I didn't mean cool. that at all. Yeah, no. I, 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 I think the thousands of... Because there's sons, one um, argument
0: that keeps coming up against being sympathetic to them that I have no... Sure. I have no argument against, so I'm guessing that's probably what yours is.
1: Maybe. But, um, yeah, so it, it is cool to see kind of these guys were... I and mean, we've seen we've already seen that Horace manipulated that situation. Uh, I'm just trying to, you know, at this point in the books, we know that the, the space wolves were agitated, uh, even more so in their prosecution of them. Um, and that was done with good reason because Horace, you know, was a bit worried. Uh, and Magnus was trying to help. Uh, at that point we saw him in the vision, etc. You know, Magnus is trying to do that good thing. There's, as with every legion there's a lot to like in that um, and and it's very easy to be sympathetic for the thousand sons even from what little we've seen here uh, you've got Emotep is you know uh, uh, a, a dude basically <laughs> yeah. he really is he's a dude um, and that is cool but i say there are uh, there are issues within that and and you and as i say people can read that book and do have these uh, conversations about you know Am I sympathetic to what happened to them? Or or, or was it their own fall? Or were there extenuating circumstances? But for me, it's it's fairly clear. Well, it's but. four books away, so... Yeah, it's nice. Not that far. Blimey. Yeah. Cool.
0: Excellent. Mechanicum, Tales of Heresy, Fallen Angels, and Thousand Suns.
1: Blimey. Fallen Angels. That's... Is
0: that the second... Uh, yes, that is. Dark Angels book? Okay.
1: Cool. Groovy. So, uh, what else we got here? We got... Um, Excuse me. Oh yeah, some more chat about the physics of books and ships and things. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh my <laughs> which goodness. Which we
1: won't get into. <laughs> um, what well, book? Is
0: Thirty-one.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, thirty-two's just been um, announced. Uh, they've got a date for it coming out. Deathfire.
0: You know, I'm just. Oh, I think I'm on Deliverance Lost. Cool. Like that's book eighteen. Like we're gonna yeah. catch up before I do. We're gonna we're gonna be back to where I'm reading like for the first time.
1: That might be good books. That might be quite. That might work. <laughs> it, might. it might. do. But uh, yeah, uh, Sherrigan on the, on the, the forums. Back to the forums. Uh, I mean, he he came out with that he didn't realize it. It felt like an eighties movie until we said it. So, I mean, at least we're hitting a note and at least one people, <laughs> one person agrees with us. Um,
0: <laughs> see, but that's not a good thing either. That's like when you watch the original Star Wars movie, you know, episode four, and you're watching one of the older prints and you can see all the little weird boxes around the TIE fighters and the X-Wing fighters. Yeah. like there's just slight discoloration in space and you point that out to people who never saw it before and you can't not see it ever again and it no yeah, matter exactly. how angry you get at the person so uh, yeah I we're mean, sorry um, we pointed out it was an 80s action film if it ruined it for you
1: well i don't think it ruined it for him because he said he enjoyed the book um and he was worried that he is the lowest common denominator <laughs> and uh <laughs> but but i would say no because um, he also goes on to say the whole bad '80s movie is what I thought the author was going for, um, and I don't think he was going for that. But if you appreciated that, that doesn't mean to say that you're a simpleton or or have a lower standard <laughs> no, we're than not anyone saying else.
0: saying. Hey, look, dude. There's always going to be books people like and people don't. It's an opinion. If, it's an opinion you th- exactly.
1: If you thought he nailed the bad 80s movie, then that just says something about the style of the book. And I just think no matter whether he meant to do a bad 80s movie or a good 80s movie or something completely different, I don't think a bad 80s movie is the right feel for a Horace Heresy novel. So, And that that may be the fact that I've been embedded in the Horace Heresy since 1990-whatever. And for someone newer to the hobby, that might not seem so bad. But for me, it's, it doesn't feel particularly. You know, on my side of it, where I'm playing the miniatures game, I'm doing my own podcast, the other thing, I'm reading all that background and fluff. Um, it's not supposed to be eighties comic action. Um, no, exactly. So, so that is my aspect. But again, if you're if you're on the lighter side of enjoying the books only, then that might not be quite your view of of what. Uh, there we go. But then um, again, as yes, you so said, Transco Dave, you know, he said it's it's really not that bad. So we've got you know guys who aren't saying it's the greatest book ever made, but who are saying it was, it was an enjoyable read. So, which is good.
0: You know what? If you go and read every one of these Horse Heresy books and you enjoy each and every one of them, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I'm serious. I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not making fun of anyone. You find a series where you're just so into it that good, bad, or indifferent, you're like, you know what? It was worth reading. I enjoyed the universe. I enjoyed what I'm reading. I liked I, and I honestly liked every one of them. That's fantastic. That's you're that doesn't happen often. No, I, I mean, I, Dresden Files is sort of that way with me.
1: Yeah, I um, agree.
0: But not a ton else,
1: where I just No, there's, there's usually a weak link somewhere Uh but also, I mean, we all want to be pleased. So if you can sit and read it and love every minute of it, I'm quite envious because I didn't love every minute of it. You know, <laughs> so if you think about it that way, it's like, you know, I read this book twice and I'm not a massive fan of it, but if I could, if I was a fan of it, that would have been much better. But hey, it is what it is. Um, sure. uh, uh, Maybrick. Uh, came up with some ideas on Emperor's motives for lying. Uh, oh yeah, about the nature of chaos. Now, uh, this is an interesting one. He's he's brought up some fluffs and ideals that are uh, date back to Road Trader, which is well, you know, thirty years ago, basically. Um, again, you have to when you're delving into the deep history of of the thirty k. You have to be careful what you're picking in in terms of how it relates to now. But in essence, this argument doesn't go away. And in fact, when you get up to books 29, 28, 29, I think, I can't remember, specifically there's one that really kind of deals with the Emperor's relationship with with the warp uh, and how that may influence his attitude to how he portrays it. Uh, if you uh, if you go through Thousand Suns, you'll, you know there's a there's a very distinct uh, connection with them in the warp, naturally being psychers, and there are elements there which would suggest you know more than one way of dealing with these situations. Um, and it's tr- I again, I have my own personal views on that, and maybe I should do a show on it on the other show where we I can talk about it without worrying about what information I'm spoiling, but. Um, Uh, it's certainly a tough choice. I don't think there is an easy option for how the uh, Emperor uh, went about handling the powers in the warp. Um, I I think whatever, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It seems
0: weird to lie about it. I mean, on on face value, it seems weird to lie about it when if these guys were more prepared, they might have done better. But I don't claim to know the mind of the Emperor either, which is, you know... (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that is a big thing. We're dealing with someone who's you know technically human, maybe, but certainly has passed any kind of kind of relationship we could have with a uh, with with his psyche. So um, there are lots and lots and lots of reasons that you can argue he did the right thing, and there are lots that you can argue that he completely did the wrong thing, and. There is no, there's no definitive right or wrong answer on that because you've only got one history of what happened. Um, but when you start to look at the characters involved, and in fact being at the, the Horace Heresy Weekend, uh, the, one of the questions, they did a, they did a, a seminar on the uh, Iron Warriors and the Imperial Fists who look like they're two sides of the same coin. You know these, okay. these stalwart defenders of the imperial fists who who can defend you know any any fortress they can defend it. And then the iron warriors, these dogged you know, you know siege specialists who can take any fortress in the world. And you know could they've been swapped around this that and that and and actually when you hear the authors talk, particularly, it's like well no, you know dawn had to be on terror because he's dawn and they couldn't have put anyone else on terror because dawn will do as he's told you can give dawn an order not to move and like a good dog he will not move even if he's you know dying through thirst thirst he would not move but you couldn't ask Paterabo. you couldn't ask magnus you couldn't ask you know russ would never have sat there and and all this so there's there's a bit of complexity in in how you manage these these beings as well as all the humans and and everything else so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of chat about, you know, did the Emperor do the right thing? There are certainly things that he probably did wrong or didn't do to the to the best, you know, in the, in the best manner. But whether, whether he was right to try and keep it a secret, um, just because it didn't work doesn't mean it wasn't the best plan.
0: Yeah, it could have been the best out of a bunch of crappy options.
1: Absolutely. And you never know, you might have just been, if Horace hadn't turned at that point, if Horace hadn't you know, what have you, you know, any one of those very small things across those first three books before he actually kind of gives in, then you don't know what would have happened. So yeah, there's, there's loads of interesting debate. And if, if you do want those kind of things, we We saw it in um, Legion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) Recently, I've just seen a, a brilliant chat about Legion and, someone saying, oh, the Cabal did this, the Cabal did that, Cabal did that. And it's like, well, okay, you're taking the Cabal on face value, which, you know, could be could be the right way to do it. <laughs> but we don't know much about the Cabal, do we, from what nope. we've read in Legion. So, again, there's, you know, there's so many variables in this. And, uh, if yeah, I'll say, you know, we have the, probably not on after Illinois because, I mean, you can have those chats up to a point, which is the, the – Sometimes it's a bit of a stickler for the show, but I do think it's the right way to do the show. No, like I agree. Yeah, I agree. See? Definitely keep it secret. Um, <laughs> but there's- Honestly, Honestly, I don't take-
0: know after book 18, and I don't want to know. Like no, I'm not- I wound up stopping at book 18 because I had to go back and reread them all. And sure. I just, if trying to read this and read the stuff for Warhammer and actually read stuff I want to read like I'm not reading something twice. So once you get to book 18 it's all going to be completely new and fresh for me. I'm kind of excited about this.
1: Yeah, that would be And cool. I don't
0: want to know what happens. I'm like, oh, no, this is fine. I'm I'm happy picking up a book, reading the back cover and diving in and then just So
1: yeah. Yeah. So I mean there's, there's Heresy 30K, there's the Age of D- Darkness, section of Bolton Chainsword, there's you know, the Imperial Truth Facebook group, uh, the other podcast Facebook, and various other Facebook groups where you can go and chat about these things. And, you know, if you don't mind spoilers or you're up to date, then go and dive into them. But as I say, for the sake of that excitement, which I love so much, um, we won't be doing too much of it here until we get to those points.
0: Well, that's one of the things uh, I like about your other show, is if I want to hear something or you want to talk about something that I know about, uh, you know, I, I I can totally listen and get that, but... uh you know, for people who know all the stuff, that that that's like the spoiler show, and this is the no spoiler show between your two. <laughs>
1: that you yeah, take for this, yeah, absolutely. So um, excellent, and uh, I'll just say quickly on the imperial truth: if we actually we do try not to spoil stuff, unless we're specifically spoiling stuff. So you don't be afraid to come and listen to it, kind of thing. I'll, you know, if we're going to if we're going to delve into... You give say, people betrayal, a heads up, if you're going to we'll do it. We'll give you enough of a heads up and say, look, you might not want to listen to this segment. And I put timestamps in for that and everything. Cool. Um, okay, so Maybrick also had some more science about blowing up a moon and how that doesn't necessarily mean everything falls to the ground and etc. cetera. But it's a space novel. <laughs> Again, that's that's one of those things which doesn't bother me That's why right, they blew if it up you're... on that
0: side. See, then you get the force, the projection, yeah, and then you get the levels of spin. gravativity and polarity. See, and they go grabbing on those bits because of the point of of, of yeah. explosion. Hey, look, they detonate buildings so that they fall in on themselves so nobody gets hurt. You think yeah. I can't detonate a moon and put it at an angle? This is pool. We're talking billiards. Isn't that your people's game? I mean...
1: And I think, I think uh, Maybrick I think he knows that it's just one of those irrational things he has. Cause he says at the end, um, you know, I can accept obviously, because I know it's sci-fi, but it just annoys me and gets taken out of the story. And we all have little individual things that will always bug us when they occur. Like me being a firefighter has ruined many a film, TV show book. Um, cause you're like, seriously, you're going to do that with that fire there. Fair enough. And that, you know, it,
0: it's like yeah. I said, you know that stuff when you're describing the yep. firefighter stuff to you, it's something you know like we said earlier in the show. Yep. It'll pull Absolutely. you out of it. It's like, "Oh, you know, I get out. everyone else is enjoying this, but that's not how anyone would do that in the real world, you know?" And it that pulls you out of it.
1: Yeah, cool. Um veteran noob, that's old um uh, Kenny, and he talks oh, about yeah. heresy sometimes on the Combat phase podcast. So it's always worth a listen. Mm-hmm. Uh but he he was thankful that we didn't bash the author, um, although he did, wasn't a massive fan of the book. There are other hey, books. Look, there's, no, there's no reason there's, to make this personal. I mean, no. And and even beyond that, I have read books of his I enjoy. So you know, it's it's not even. Oh, he might be okay. He's you yeah, know he's okay. Gw have got him back. I think writing. So you know. And he also
0: said that if we read a book we don't like, we should. What constructive advice you might give the author here were he to visit, revisit the title? And, you know, uh, I'm not comfortable doing that with an author I don't like because guess how much? I've only been published yeah. once. Yeah.
1: If he wants to come and I can give him advice about how to write a firefighting scene. But (laughs) how to write a novel is not something I have any qualifications in. So um, I think
0: I get what Kenny was trying to say. You know, like how would you? What would you change? But he actually maybe you'd give them some advice. I'm like, no, no, that's not totally
1: not my place. I'm not. I'm not even a professional reader. So (laughs) you know, and it's bad enough when a critic who just reads comments on how to write something. um, Editors. A lot of GW editors now write stuff because actually the skill is transferable. they know what works therefore they can write what works but you know that's 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 deep knowledge of your subject um trust me i've tried to write it's it's not pretty really isn't it's yeah maybe 50 shades of professional 50 shades of gray level maybe but um but not certainly not professional (laughs) I was only
0: go. published professionally, but like, like I mean, professional. Like, it was the teaching. It was about teaching.
1: Oh yeah, I've written articles for um, for Unseen Lurker, but I don't think that counts.
0: <laughs> oh no, mine was published in like a legit book, like a so is Unseen
1: know. Lurker that was sold in shops. <laughs> you you dis you want to it to one of my textbooks? <laughs> That's
0: fine. No, I'm not writing. I have every hey, hey. I have every, around the world. I have every issue of Unseen Lurker. <laughs> I I do. I actually do. And in fact, we we had ads in Unseen Lurker for garage hammer. So indeed, we're all over the place. You know, I think we're pretty much wrapping up here at this point, aren't we? I think do we're, we're else? pretty much. I'm just there. happy to be it's, back. Say hi to everybody.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, and, uh, a quicker show just to say it's it's coming out. Mechanicum is coming.
0: Yes, working chugging away at those at those notes. Um, hopefully, yeah. I don't know if we'll have it before I go on vacation. But then, if not, we'll we'll record it as soon as I get back. And, yeah,
1: uh, and uh, as I say, hopefully we got a bit of a something coming out anyway. But well, if GW is not going to publish
0: then. five more books in the next ten months for Garage Hammer, I mean, seriously. Those books are 250 pages of the of the big. I mean, three columns of small print on those giant
1: pages. That's a lot of reading. Yeah, yeah, and I know. Mean, especially
0: um, the pages without any pictures at all. <laughs> the full three columns, like damn.
1: Yeah, it was a, a kind of a, a, a perfect storm of of. Being busy and having stuff to do and things going on. Yeah.
0: And I just finished finals up like three days ago. So, but,
1: but again, we said, you know, we will try and keep to a slightly shorter schedule. But at the end of the day, this is the second podcast for both of us. And it does, it is time intensive. So we will try and keep them up. But they may well go a little bit longer in the gaps as well. So it yep. is what it is.
0: Hey, we say that every episode and every episode gets longer and longer apart. So we'll see you in 2016, folks. And, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, indeed. But, I mean, we've got, uh, we've got, which one is it next? Tales of Heresy?
0: Uh, well, hold on. What's it's, uh, I got the list right here. Hold on. Uh, good oh, way, wait, it I, did.
1: My, my mind's gone.
0: Yeah. No, I have the list right here cause I brought it up cause see what was coming up. Um, so as soon as we finish up Mechanicum Tales of Heresy, so we'll do our first short stories book. I kind of liked this one if I remember correctly. Then we've got Fallen yeah. Angels, Thousand Suns, Nemesis, First Heretic, cool. Prospero Burns.
1: Yeah, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. So,
0: <laughs> but that's kind of what I'm shooting for right now. Seriously, okay. I, I mean, I want to start.
1: Yeah, you know. we'll go one book at a time. Don't you worry about that. But we'll I'm be there about, about so. some of these. I
0: kind of liked Nemesis, if I remember correctly. I don't yeah. remember any these I really didn't. I liked like it all. First Heretic was crazy. That ending, I was like, oh man, what?
1: That's certainly an interesting book.
0: Yeah, I like, And then Prespero Burns was amazing. That and Thousand Sons. They really were. The two of those really worked together. Um,
1: And it's going to be sad. Uh, People may may or may not have seen Graham McNeil's moving to America. Uh, He's got a full-time job working for a computer games company. I think it's the one making the 40k online game. Oh, really? Um, And he's taking uh, full-time work as a writer for the computer games. And so he will still be penning the odd piece for Black Library, but it, he said, it was, uh, it's just on his website, he said basically there's there's ultramarine stories for his 40K ultramarines that he wants to tell. Um, he can see himself writing some short stories and some audio and something along the lines of... Um, yeah, try and stop him being there for the end of the heresy. So whether we see any <laughs> heresy stuff between then, who knows? He's going to have a full time job now on top of, you know, doing bits of writing when he can get the opportunity. But he's moving out to the west coast of uh, huh. of America, and good luck to him. And uh, I kind of got the hint that something may have been coming on back at the the weekender. Uh, he was talking about various things. And but uh, man, yeah. we're talking about
0: the guy who wrote False Gods, Fulgrim, Mechanicum. Mechanicum. Yeah. Thousand Sons, Outcast yeah. Dead, uh, what else is this? Angel Exterminatus. Yeah. Vengeful Spirit. So
1: yeah, and that's that's just his heresy stuff. Uh, if you haven't read his Warhammer stuff, the um But seriously,
0: that's 6 books out of like 31 or 32, something like that, yeah. That's uh,
1: like 20% of the books. Yeah, and the and the longest ones as well. Um he is well known for that as well. So it will be. Uh, it's great for him. It's sad for Black Library. Sad for the Heresy, but it leaves space for seven. new writers to come in. Yeah, seven and
0: of thirty-two books.
1: It's not bad, is it?
0: That's that's. A, yeah, he's dude. I didn't realize how many books he contributed to the series.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I'm sure we'll uh, we had him. Uh, we'll um, have him on to chat about his books at some point. He has kind of committed to that, so we can nail him down. Fantastic. But, um, I know. I know he wants to. But uh, we'll have to just organize timings on those as well.
0: But there we go. All right. So, folks, thanks for listening. Um, Thanks for welcoming us back. Thanks for all the people saying, hey, it's been so long. When's it coming out? We we told you it would come out. We wouldn't go anywhere. We're not going to go anywhere. We would at least announce it. We wouldn't be dicks.
1: No, we were. I say it was quite funny because those messages started not long after we were really trying to nail down a date. And we just (laughs) couldn't nail down a date. So, you know. It's been crazy. Happen.
0: So, but yeah, it's yep. coming. Mechanic up. Going to Mars. Yeah, baby. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, I guess until next time, folks, the Emperor protects.
1: Death to the Fool's Emperor. Congratulations on completing another episode of After a Little. David and Greg would love you to come and chat some more about the Horus Heresy in the forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or on the Facebook page, just search for After Ulanor. You can email us if you wish at greg at garagehammer.net or david at garagehammer.net. Finally, you can catch us on Twitter at After Ulnor, at Child of Fang for Greg and at Garage Hammer for David. If you'd like to support the show, you can visit the support page on the main website at garagehammer.net and you can leave a positive review on iTunes. In addition, you can tell all your friends to come and join the community. Many thanks for listening, and until the next episode, may the Emperor protect.